0: Listening to the marginally geeky
1: show, the epically geeky book club. Greetings and welcome to the marginally geeky show, the epically geeky book club. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Uh, tonight, uh, I'm joined by Mandy and Chris. How are y'all doing? Good. Excellent. Uh, so, how have y'all been since the last when we t- last time we talked? <laughs> Good. Nothing in particular happened. Nothing. Uh, it
0: started snowing again today. That's kind of
1: it. Yeah, here in Central Texas, we've had it. We're in that point where it's like, you know, not quite freezing, but it's kind of getting. It's getting down to the 30s, and then by the afternoon, it's like 17. It's just like, oh Oh. great, my allergies just are. mm, Yeah, not good. So my poor boys, poor Nicholas has just had allergies out the wazoo. So, um. All right. Well, I, I guess with that uh, said, uh, so last time we we did um, Modern Romance, uh, mainly because it was, we read it at the beginning of February, of course, February being the month of love. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this, for technically for uh, February's book, we read uh, Pleasure Unbound by Larissa Ion. Ion, I think. Ion. Right? Oh, Ion. Sorry. Um, and, uh, like we were talking about before the show, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to start this show is because um, I listened to a lot of audiobooks, and I kind of found myself like reading the same type of things over and over again. And I was like, you know what? I need to branch out. And I thought the best way to do that was to you know get with a group of people. Not only that, I had uh, that I could talk about the books that I've been reading with, but also kind of branch out and find some stuff that I wouldn't normally read. Um, this falls under that, uh, but it's all good. You know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm here to, I'm here to expand my horizons as it were. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, tonight's book is, uh, like I said, Pleasure Unbound. It's technically the first book in the Demonica series. Mm-hmm. How many of them are there?
0: Um, there are now a total of, just a second, um, well, there's five, it, oh, five. Okay. In the original one, and then she's got, um, yeah, I would say five. Five, okay. You could class other books that she's got, you could sort of lump them in because some of the characters cross over. Oh, okay. <laughs> but five.
1: Oh, good deal. I thought there was, yeah, I thought there was like usually there were three or four of them that show up, so I wasn't quite sure if there were other ones that I just wasn't seeing whenever I do searches and stuff on it. So, um, all right. As usual, I have a lot of notes on this. Um, I will go ahead and say this is the first book that we've read that, um, we have read some books that have some uh, kind of graphic violence in it, which, um, you know, being, being American, uh, you know, you know, violence is fine, but when it comes to sex, you know, we have to, we have to censor that, um, for whatever reason. So just as a heads up, um, if you are, if you don't enjoy, um, graphic sexual content this is not gonna be the book series for you. <laughs> um, I, <no. laughs> if you if you do enjoy graphic sexual content this might be the book series for you um so um we'll go ahead and start off what were your initial thoughts uh or just kind of a, a quick you know round what well, what what did you think of the book um Chris you were one of the ones that uh, suggested this book yes so I'm okay. assuming you you enjoyed it Yes.
0: So I actually, I did a book, my first ever book review I wrote online was for her, the fifth book in this series. I didn't know it was a series. I just grabbed it because I liked the first (laughs) sentence. And it's called Sin Undone. So I wrote this review. Somebody, the lady who ran the blog actually used to be in a writing group with Larissa Ione and sent it to her and she read it and she commented and I fangirled. Really? nice she's super lovely, um so then I went back and read all the rest of them and I have read this is the third time i've read this book, but it's been years, mm-hmm. and I was really surprised that I'd like it because it's sort of for me the sex is sort of secondary
2: mm-hmm.
0: I just really like because i it's she wrote it um uh i don't know if you've ever watched angel but she wrote it uh based on one of the episodes where angel got hurt and they his crew had nowhere to take him. They, there's no hospital to take demons and vampires. So she got inspired to, uh, write it out of that. Oh, that's and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing that, and then, uh, so for me, the sex is secondary. Cause sometimes it's after the fifth time she's called penis, something else. It's like, really, <laughs> I like, just to scratch my nose up on that one. Um, I like the demons. I like her take on angels. The whole hell, uh, uh, human world, the realms, heaven, the whole night. I just like the way she interprets it. Okay, and she knows her stuff.
1: Cool. Well, good deal. Um, so, so, Mandy, what did you think of it? What were your what were kind of your initial thoughts?
3: Oh, I liked it. It was it was fun. I I did wonder what number in the series it was because there was so much backstory i wondered if we picked up like the second book um like when rogue died and all of that um so i was i just looked and it was number one um so i can't imagine when you jumped in at five was it just
0: no I, I,
3: it was really it, i didn't know and then
0: um i didn't found i didn't feel like i was missing anything i didn't feel like i was um confused or anything like that because it's she does a really good job of of integrating other characters, and she's really good at multiple uh, points of view with her books, um, and making it really and really fluid. And just referencing things real quick, so that if you you know you're reading along and you forget from book one who those characters were or how they relate to each other, she just does a quick explanation. So,
3: yeah. yeah. But yeah, all those. I mean, I, they seem like secondary characters, but I can see how their own stories would mm-hmm. spawn different book. Um, so yeah, I liked it. It was fun. It was, um, I was driving around listening to it with the windows down and I did certain points, like roll the windows up cause I was kind of embarrassed, but, uh, no, it moved fast. It was fun. I can't believe you guys listened to audio. I just giggle the whole time. If I actually listened
0: to somebody <laughs> say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I, I couldn't do it. Well, you
1: I know don't. me, I, I listen to everything audio wise. I so.
0: know <laughs> you told me you were listening to it. I'm like, Oh,
1: God. <laughs> um, so, okay. Um, a couple of quick things. So my initial thoughts, um, f- first off, I, when I started listening to it, I had a bunch of other stuff going on. And normally when I listen to a book, I'll sit there and, and stop and take notes and, you know, keep going a little while and stop and take notes. And I didn't have that luxury when I was listening to it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to listen to it all the way through. Um, and then, um, I'll go back and listen to it again and take notes the second time. Maybe I'll be in a, a point where I can and take notes on it. And, um, I'm glad, I'm glad I did it that way because I, you're right, Mandy. Like, I felt like, am I missing something? Cause like all of a sudden, like you're thrown in and, and there's a lot of stuff going on really fast. And I mean, it, it, it does not, um, it, it just puts you in the middle of everything. Right. You know? Um, and it's not just being thrown into the middle of something. It's being thrown into the middle of something. And then like, there's like, five or six characters that all show up with like, like the first couple of pages or, you know, what would have been the first couple of pages. And I'm just like, man, this is a lot of characters and a lot of stuff going on. And you know, uh, so Mm -hmm. going back and listening to it the second time I was, I think it was easier for me to take notes on it. Um, partially because I, I had a better idea of some of these characters and I'm like you, there are some characters that, show up and I'm just like, all right, well, that's a, that's a th- side throwaway character, you know, not really good. And then they come back or they do something or they become something of more interest later on. And you're just like, wow, they really weren't a side character. They were, um, they, they just weren't, you know, th- this wasn't their time to really, you know, come out and do anything yet. So, um, I'm trying to decide if I want to get <laughs> into my, my thoughts now or, or save them till <laughs> later. Um, I'll save them till later. So, um, so let's go ahead and get started on it. So, Like Chris said, um, the way I kind of described it and the, uh, the, the, I guess the preview for the show is that, um, if, if, um, if Twilight is sitting somewhere at about a five, this isn't like an 11 because it's not just, (laughs) Oh, there's werewolves and, and vampires, there's werewolves and vampires and demons and multiple, like there's multiple races of demons. And like you said, you know, they talk about heaven and hell and. And portal, I mean, they're like this dumps everything into it and just like hits the gas and goes. So, yeah, well, um, she has a
0: glossary at the beginning of her book with all the definitions and stuff.
1: Oh, that would have been helpful. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's how old oldest book is glossary. Nice, that would yeah, have been helpful like, having an audio book a, version of that.
0: It's a page long,
1: it gets more and more as the books go on. Yeah, I can imagine. So all right, so the book starts off our, our um i guess our two main characters uh Eidolon is a demon he works to save um a baby eater demon uh and ask uh, about a scar then uh stops on his own wait scar and he stops his own heart before he can uh answer anything else okay uh ian shade his brother uh think aegis the the okay so the aegis are I'm, I'm telling you, man, it throws a bunch of stuff at you. The Aegis are a, um, group of humans that are, uh, kind of a brotherhood that are sworn to kill demons and vampires mm-hmm. were basically anything supernatural. Anything, um, non, anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. and they think the Aegis are selling demon parts on the black market. Um, well, it's about this time. A human slayer is wheeled in. She's one of the ages and they argue about he- uh, helping her and Eilon decides to save her. Um, and in the process of figuring out what the, you know, why the hell she's there and this, that, and the other, they start doing some tests and they figure out very quickly by looking at her organs. She's not completely human. She's a half blood. She's a ha- She's half demon. Mm-hmm. Um, Wraith, the third brother, um, is half vampire. Uh, and he's basically like, Hey, listen, we should kill her. They get into a big argument and he leaves. Um, and it's at this point we're kind of really introduced to our other main character, uh the love interest, as it were, uh Taylor. She's the she's the 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 half blood. Uh she wakes up and I, I put gets drugged, but it's not technically drugged. Mm-hmm. Um one of the other one of his other one of Eidolon's other brothers, is it Shade or Wraith? It's Wraith. Um right. is able to um mess with people's minds. And he basically um gets her going and, <laughs> sexually. And so she kind of wakes up and it just is immediately like, um, she wants to jumping. So, um, Eidolon is a seminus demon and mm-hmm. they talk about this. He has to bond with a female or basically he's going to go crazy. So after, after a certain, at a certain point in his maturity of his species, um, which there's only male versions, um, They have to bond with someone or basically they just like rape everything that's in sight uh, and lose all of their, you know, more higher level thinking. They just become Mm -hmm. this, this monster essentially. Um, So anyway, Wraith puts the sex fantasy into Taylor's mind uh, with Ireland's image. um, And they have sex. We're going to put it mildly. Uh, (laughs) But he's not able to get her off. And, um, she realizes that it's not a dream. She kind of is in, like, this dreamlike state. She realizes it's not a dream. Um, and then she get, she becomes sedated. Um, all right. I put a note on here, so... Uh, even though in this book it is a mind thing that is mm-hmm. done to her, um... Essentially, she's kind of like date rape Drake <laughs> because, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but yeah. here's the thing that I wanted to point out about it. Um, what I find interesting about this book and other books in, in this type of genre is that um, if we were to carry these actions out into the real world, it'd go a lot different. <laughs> but oh, yes. Be, but because we know they're going to most likely, I'm not going to say always, we know they're most likely going to end up together. It's Okay. Mm-hmm it's sexy but yeah it's i'm just reading this and i'm going "Wow, um yeah that's not (laughs) how that would work (laughs) no No, granted i don't want to be that guy that's able to bend reality so that there are demons and werewolves and vampires and all this other stuff but this is the one little picky thing that gets me i'm not going to be that guy (laughs) um yeah so um anyway so back to the story so um well, you know what? Actually, and stop there. So, at this point, like I said, like we talked about, there's a lot of stuff going on. They throw a lot of stuff at us. Um, thoughts up to this point, or thoughts about uh, the scene, as it were. <laughs> was it a good scene?
0: Uh, I think the first time I read it, because it happens like so quickly in the book, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, "All right, well, she's not screwing around. I guess we're just yeah jumping." right into it right um and i think because i'd already read that other book before i sort of accepted the scene as it mm-hmm. was and I, it wasn't it, it's it rides that line is it is it is it, it rapish? is it yeah consensual um because he is it's part of their species right like each brother's got something to help with with wooing females or whatever to exactly try to yeah them. so that's his
1: it's not very I mean it's not he's a demon it's not like he's you know he's supposed to be an asshole so. and he is he's a of the three brothers yeah. he's the biggest douche and they explain that even more so when they start talking yeah. about like the stuff that Eidolon does to cover up for him or whatever so yes. yeah, yeah. so any thoughts
3: you wanted to throw in there Randy? No I mean it's not terribly ethical of a doctor to oh. yeah there's that too <laughs> but yeah i mean <laughs> suspension of disbelief for everything else that's going on and really for demon behavior it's pretty tame so yeah
1: right okay yeah <clears throat> so um oh, that is not what i wanted
2: uh, um, all
1: right so at this point uh we have a flashback and um we're shown where how tay actually Taylor gets to this point uh her and another slayer named janet are going after a demon. Um, and part of her body starts to go numb. She explains this more in the book, but start, part of her body starts to go numb. She basically isn't able to uh, fight off the demons and Janet gets killed and she feels horrible about it and, and thinks about it the rest of the book. Um, flashback to modern time. Um, uh, <coughs> so Tate wakes up, uh, she is attracted to, to Eidolon. Um, and then he starts to explain her, explain to her that she's at the, um, underworld, General Hospital, which is I just a hilarious <laughs> name to me. Um, and she can't attack well, him because there's an anti-violence spell on the hospital. Um, he takes this ring that she has as payment, that which was given to her by her mother. More about that later. Um, and asks her about her parents, and she won't say anything about it. Um, all she basically says is she doesn't, you know, she didn't know her father. That's about the only thing he can get out of her. Um, of course, he knows that she's. Uh, a half blood. She has no clue, and she's trying to figure out why the hell is this demon asking me about my parents. Um. So E, Wraith, and another character, Yuri, argue about killing Tay. Um. Iron decides he wants to try to track her and says, um, um. And says that her demon DNA is slowly but surely taking over. Um, so he, he wants to basically let her go, track her and try to use her to get back at, uh, the ages. So, um, so he just, uh, he just dischar- uh, discharges her, uh, Shane E, his brother, uh, get into this argument, uh, and he ends up, um, taking her to the car, uh, and they're going to go check on Nancy. Nancy is a, uh, a vampire nurse. <laughs> uh who has not shown up for a couple of days so they're like well we're gonna stop by see what's going on Nancy she hasn't shown up like good um it's at this point we switch over to another character and this was one of the other things that we, we talked a little bit at the beginning there um they throw a lot of characters at you and like I said a lot of them to me at first seem like they're side characters or characters that I don't know if there anything else is going to go on so I didn't the first time I listened to the book, I didn't like really pay too much attention to him, And then I was like, I came back and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. That was the same character. They're talking about before Uh case in point, Jim, uh, Jim is a half demon. She's volunteering to hand out, uh, boy, the autocorrect on my phone is horrible. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's, she's volunteering to hand out condoms, uh, on the street to humans. Um, and she sees, um, Canaan and, um, she's got a big crush on him. He's, you know, this, you know, hulking guy or whatever, and you know, uh, really attractive to her. Um, he ends up dealing with this guy and, uh, she kind of sees that, you know, he's actually he's, he basically, you know, sports himself as being like a really nice kind of laid back guy. And, um, he's supposed to be uh, at a, um, uh, shelter for kids. And, uh, so that she's kind of got a little thing going, going for him. Switch back over to Taylon Eidolon. Um, They show up at Nancy's. No one's answering the door. So they break into the apartment and find Nancy almost dead. She's basically been butchered. Um, He tries to comfort her and decapitates her because, you know, she's a vampire. Um, And uh, they get, they kind of get into this squabble between the two of them. And they don't realize these two, uh, these demons coming in that are, um, they basically eat the dead. And uh they have a little confrontation with them, they end up finding this portal, they have to fight more demons, um, and it's at this point that Eidolon decides he's gonna take Taylor home. Um we get a little side comment about Sh- uh, with uh Shade and Wraith, and they're talking about uh Eidolon's change. So uh we already kind of mentioned it before. Eidolon has a certain amount of time, he's almost up on his time. Um to where if he doesn't find a mate, he's going to basically turn into this, you know, monstrous demon and lose his mind and everything else. So, um, Eidolon takes Tay to her home, uh, to her place. Uh, they find the ferret, uh, that's destroyed the couch. Um, <laughs> hey. yeah, Eidolon goes in for a kiss. She stabs him in the neck. Uh, they scuffle and then they have sex again. Um,
0: <laughs> cause that's what you do.
1: That's, that's apparently what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So I made a note on this one. Um, he's pretty forceful at this one. And, um, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, you know, you're, you're saying no, but you know, you really mean yes. Mm -hmm. And once again, it's one of those things that is, uh, it's like. Yeah, this is kind of bordering on rape again, but we know they're going to get together, so it's okay. (laughs) At least we're hoping at this point. Um, I just wondered, maybe that's why some people in particular that are part of this show didn't read the book. But anyway, um, (laughs) so um, anyway, thoughts on, thoughts up to this point. I, yeah, that's, it's not too far in
0: the book when that, when they go back to her place. Um, But it is like these ones, most um, romance novels and erotic romance novels, they follow a formula, right? So there's sort of this template that you have to follow and scenes are supposed to go a certain way. And, and a lot of them, the men is, the, the men are usually very sort of strong willed and, sort of it's very much gone with the wind type of stuff and uh that's how a lot of it goes so as long as if you're not if you're expecting a politically correct (laughs) story it's not gonna happen in this at all and it's been a been a really long time since i read this and um again knowing how it ended i i just didn't didn't think about it at all right it's another thing to move the story along
3: um Do y'all remember the episode of Buffy where Spike kind of tries to rape her? Do y'all um, remember that?
1: I remember. I, I never he, watched Buffy, so you know,
3: this is very this is Buffy
0: esque too. Okay. Like, but, world that they're in.
3: Like that that episode makes a lot of people understandably uncomfortable. But I heard someone make the argument that like Spike and Buffy's entire relationship is built on like physicality and fighting. Mm-hmm. And, like, he didn't realize she was injured at that point. And so he thought they were just, you know, foreplaying um, because they're used to, you know, fighting each other and resisting each other. Um, So it kind of changed the dynamic. So maybe he wasn't aware that the game wasn't the same. Um, So that's what this book kept her mind. And they call her Buffy over and over again. Yeah. Or a Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. and I was wondering, um, in the in the book version, because I listened to it, do they capitalize Buffy, or is she, is it just like a noun in the world of capitalize it? I think <laughs> because she's such
0: Larissa is such a big Buffy, yeah, uh, angel fan. She also speaks fluent Klingon. <laughs> she's a big trucky. Why
1: not?
3: <laughs> yeah. <sighs> But yeah, when they're like um, physical warrior type people, yeah. they seem to have like different ideas of foreplay. I think. Yeah, it's like that's good. how I kind of read it.
1: That's a, so, that's actually, I mean, that's but... a fair. That's fair enough. Because mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so let's be honest. Not, I mean, you know, we, we are living in a time where political correctness is is you know trying to become the the mainstream thing, um, which you know I'm all for um we're living in a time especially right now with the the sensitivity of of the me too uh movement and and everything that goes along with that um but you know and i don't want to downplay it but it's also the aspect that it's being written in it's like you said it's being written as a it's a formula it's a formulaic book um and that's just how a lot of those types of books go from, you know, talking with some other friends of mine that, you know, have, have read books like, you know, uh, in this vein. And, um, but there's also, you also can't deny the, there's also, I mean, we've already suspended belief, you know, our belief to the point that we know they're probably going to get together. Mm-hmm. Um, So there is that aspect of it being, you know, safe in that we know they're probably going to get together. So it's, it, it definitely falls on the, it comes across as being hot and interesting and sexy and not so rapey as it were. But, you know, like I said, if it's one of those things that, you know, cast in that light and in that world, it can come across that way. At least to me, you know, looking at it in you know, cold, hard daylight, it's like, whoa, whoa, this is, this is not cool, dude. But so, yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, in the realm of the story in the book it is yes. what it is so
0: yeah it's a very killer be killed world so it's a yeah. li- they're like what maybe said they're very physical with each other so it would make sense that they're physical like that when they're you know
1: Adam's ex. yeah <laughs> and i mean thinking about it now i mean um she's de- she's definitely not she's not a weakling by any means she can oh, hold her know. own and she's an awesome Oops. killer so you still have to kind of keep it in your mind that even she though can exactly like if she yeah. really wanted to, you know, she, she might could be totally. saying no at first, if she really didn't want this to happen, she probably could just go and like killing. Oh yeah. Yeah. She could. It, so. him, for sure. Yeah. So, um, all <clears throat> right. So I have to point this out because it is, and I've got, I've got to point out something else that, that's funny as well. Um, so at this point she still cannot orgasm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and they talk about it a little bit and she really won't say why she, why she's not able to orgasm. Um, it's just that, you know, she has this mental block or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think it was at this point or it was shortly after this point that I messaged Chris and I said, I have a theory.
0: <laughs> yeah, <we did. laughs> yeah,
1: I said, uh, I know you're the only one that's definitely reading this book. Uh, mm-hmm. so I don't want to just put it out to the, everyone else cause I don't want to give anything away. I said, but my theory is, um, eventually at the end of the book, they're going to have sex and she's finally going to orgasm. And then that's going to be what kind of gets them together. And I said, that's my theory. And she didn't, you know, uh, Chris said, well, you know, I don't remember, I've got to reread it, but, uh, okay. And I'm just like, all right, well, we'll just see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, needless to say I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, Yeah. Oh at at this point, um, after they have this talk, you know uh she basically reaches underneath the pillow, grabs a pipe that she is hiding there, and knocks him out with the pipe, so you know, as people do um so we flash back over to uh uh Jim um she checks and sees that her parents are gone. they've been taken because um they want her to uh basically start cutting up these other demons, so yes, there is this side plot at this point, <laughs> it's a side plot. Um to you know where these people are uh capturing demons and uh cutting them up and, and selling their organs on the black market, and they want her to be in on this to help them out with this. So um so Tay chains up E, leaves him uh leaves, and she heads to the um Aegis Hate uh HQ, uh where she walks in on um Kainen and Lori, his wife, having sex. Yeah. Very brief sex scene. And she's basically just like standing there, she's just like, Well I just stay here until they're done. Um as one <laughs> does. <laughs> um and tells them about uh her partner dying, her getting uh healed at the demon hospital, uh, but she completely leaves out Idolon. For some reason, she's not sure why she's left out his name in this whole thing and everything that's going on with him. Um, but she does. We're introduced to another character named Jagger, he comes in, uh he's taking this Rival. Um he has a puncture wound on his neck. Um, and basically they give him or give her a tracker that they want her to put on Idol. on. They're basically like, look, he said, you know, if you need contacting, you can, we want you to put this tracker on him so we can track him down, find out where this hospital is and go destroy it. <coughs> so, um, so she goes back home. He's still in the bed. He's actually parrot, uh, petting the ferret. Um, <laughs> tells him about watching, um, a demon kill her mother in front of her. Um, and then tells her about this club, uh, where his brother was killed and was possibly by her. Uh, Neil say, doesn't really sit well. Um, then Taylor has an episode. Her body starts to go, uh, numb again. She basically kind of falls, uh, or passes out. He manages to, uh, move the chains over to so where he can get the key. He holds her and he's comforting her and he tells her, um, He's waiting for blood samples to come back, but you're, you're half And of course that doesn't sit well with her. Um, so Eidolon leaves and he goes to look for Jim. Um, he see, uh, she sees him leaves outside. Jim knows that Tate is a demon as well. So she knows that she's part demon. He's pretty sure she's part demon. She's the only one that I know at this point. Um, she thinks about it, thinks it might be true. It kind of, you know, fills in some odd puzzle pieces in her life that she never could really quite explain, and is like, you know, kind of, you know, she's mainly pissed off the fact that this demons come in and he's able to, you know, vex her in a way that no one else has been able to do so. And, you know, get her hot and bothered. And <coughs> now he drops this bomb on her and she's just like, you know, what, the, what the hell am I getting into? You know, that asshole. Um, so anyway, Jim tells, uh, Jim's been following Taylor for years, tells E about her parents, sees Taylor in the, uh, and, um, Okay. Uh, Oh yeah. So at at this point um, she's telling uh, um, E about uh, Taylor's parents saying that, you know, she saw him or whatever. He has this kind of thing come over him and he sees Taylor and her and basically kind of starts going after her in the car and then realizes, Oh, Hey, it's not really Taylor. Um, And tells her, Hey, drive me to the hospital. I need a blood infusion to hopefully kind of cause this, this, uh, this, this changing effect to, to die down a little bit. So, Um, so we go to another scene, there's these two werewolves, uh, Luke and his mate, they're locked up, uh, because it's the full moon and they start having sex as werewolves, as one would do. Um, these dudes break in and basically, uh, kill her. Um, and I'm sorry, they capture her. He escapes and he hears them telling them that, you know, they don't want to kill him. They want to capture him and, and keep him alive. Um. So he manages to kind of escape. Taylor goes out hunting, kills a demon, attacks a junkie, Uh, Kynan shows up, um, and she kind of runs off. The transfusion does work for E. Um, Luke comes in, he's in bad shape, he tells E that the Aegis, you know, killed his mate, they smelled like apes, which is a very specific thing, Um, and that they want him alive. So, um, so at this point, you know we start to get you know this side this uh this hunting of demons for uh their body parts is not so much as you know it was kind of started off as just being this whole side thing and now it's starting to really mix in there there's there's more to this uh because they're actually starting to attack people from the hospital as well so um let's see he kind of shows up at Taylor's house the next morning tells her uh he's lost uh two werewolves during the hunt uh jagger calls later says that he has uh the doctor um and so she goes to the headquarters and sees that they're torturing the doctor, or they're torturing this demon. And when she gets there, she's like, she can't, you know, she's all upset. She's like, how did they capture, you know, Eidolon? I don't know how I feel about this. I should be glad, but I'm, you know, I don't want to see this. And it turns out it's it's a different demon. It's Yuri. And the reason for this is, um, they put, she put the tracker on Eidolon's, I think, his pager. <laughs> so. Which I, I I did not know this. Did you know that doctors still use pagers? Yes. That's crazy to me.
0: It's probably <laughs> the easiest technology, like the most universal. Yeah. Easiest thing.
2: But
1: I, I just think it's crazy that that's still a thing. But anyway, so he had given his pager to Yuri, and they tracked that down and track you know got him, and they think it's Ida. on. she tells him, "Yes, that's that's the guy. Yeah, that's him." Um, and so they give her a phone with this. Uh, the spell that's supposed to be a tracking spell. And they're basically like, open up the phone. It's going to start counting down, close the phone. Uh, and you know, we'll be able to track it down and come <clears> back <throat> or whatever. We want you to go back to the hospital. Um, and at th- it's at this point, Jagger is holding her and Lori kicks her. And it's just like, you know, we have to make this look believable while you're hurt or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, that's not right. Mm-hmm So uh, Tay goes to the hospital, uh, gets patched up, sees these demons that are vegetarians, uh, which Eiland starts telling her about. We'll talk about that in a second. And then um, the phone gets opened. It starts the countdown. She realizes that when she opens it back up that it's still counting down. And she thinks back to something that one of the other uh, Slayers was saying that they've created... <clears throat> they're working on these explosives that they can put into electric, electronic devices that'll go on, uh, go off eventually. So she flings it out into the parking garage, and it basically explodes, kills some people, destroys a bunch of stuff. Um, and before we move on to that point, so the um, the uh, the uh, you know, we 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 get to the point where it's like, oh, okay, so. There's something more to these demons anyway. First off, they keep pointing out the fact that these demons have a hospital, which is like, what? (laughs) Y'all are demons. Y'all are supposed to be, you know, merciless and just, you know, killers and this, that, and the other. But you're actually helping people and this doesn't seem right. Um, So maybe there's something more to it. And then we're introduced to these demons that are basically vegetarians or like at one point, they talk about a race of demons that, like, comes out at Halloween and just literally eats pumpkins, and that's all they mm-hmm. do. So, um, thoughts up to this point?
3: That was one of my favorite parts, because <laughs> she, uh, Taylor was like, yeah, they come out at Halloween, and she's about to say, and they eat children. He's like, no, they eat vegetables. Uh, and there's the little one with the broken leg, and that's just, yeah. that's so cute. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I liked that part. It was like, Oh hey, listen, they're not all just, you know, they're all all <laughs> monsters as it were, so um I, I wants to kill Tay at this point, but he can't. Um She realizes that she means nothing to the ages, duh. Um and so he decides to take her to her place to get her stuff. So they walk in on her place, there are two slayers there, they're like, Oh hey, we thought you were dead and Yeah, so you're alive that's great. And then try to kill her. They get into mm-hmm. this big fight. Um, and then, uh, they, they do end up telling him that, um, telling him that Jagger gave the order to kill her. Um, and then he ends up killing him off. So, or he ends up killing one of them and lets one of them survive. um, Let's see here. Uh, calls Jagger to come get other. Okay. So she calls Jagger tells basically is telling him, you know, look, come get the other guy. I know if, you know, I know you were the one that told, you know, put the heat, the head out for me. Um, so she grabs her weasel,
2: Sorry, it's a joke. <laughs> Uh,
1: grabs the weasel and some clothes and heads to ease house. Um, And she tells him, you know, uh, she's turning into a demon, uh, but shade, you know, might be able to help out. Uh, she finds the demonica book. This is interesting. Uh, which is the demon Bible. And it says Satan created demons and like humans, uh, they can choose to be good or evil. And that earth is actually hell. So it's kind of an interesting thing. It's like, um, number one, I I liked the idea of this demon Bible and it's like, Hey, by the way, so, uh, y'all have the book of what God said happened. We kind of had the book that had the other guys, you know, opinion. So, which was very interesting. Which you know, I'm glad that because uh, whenever I, I saw that the name of the the series was *Demonic*, I was like, "Where's is, where's is that coming from?" I, I'm, get, I'm sure that'll show up somewhere in the book. And then when this showed up, I'm like, "Oh, there you go." Yeah. So, um, so she's you know she's basically being schooled. Everything she's been taught up to this point that all demons are bad and they need to be killed. You know, um, you know, on you know, as soon as you see them, just you know, freaking kill them. And she's learning that, hey, they can actually be good or evil, and there's different kinds, and this and the other. So, you know, her her entire world is basically just being rocked at this point. Um, He tells her, um, I'm sorry, she asks him to hold her. Um, They start to have sex again. Uh, She resists. Uh, He has to to release and ask to go to the hospital. She relents um, and then tries to make her get off again. Still can't get that to work. Um, <laughs> and it's at this point we get the information as to what her mental block is. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where it gets horrific. Um, she talks about how, uh, after her mom died, foster dad tried to rape her. She didn't kill him, but she's pretty sure someone else in the house did. Uh, and that's at that point she's living on the streets. So we get a little bit more and we're like, oh, okay, so she's kind of got mm-hmm. a, a mental block about that. That's, that's understandable. Um, we get this side thing about E summoning this vampire high council via a portal, and he has to pay for Wraith's crime. So basically, his brother, half brother, I guess you'd say, but brother Wraith is a vampire. They're only allowed to kill so many people. He keeps going over his limit, and for whatever reason, instead of uh, punishing Wraith, E comes in and takes the punishment, and they just like brutalize him. Um. He shows back up. She's taking care of him. She has to call shade in and come in and help. She's like, you know, what the hell happened to him? And he explains what's going on. And, um, it's funny is, is every time the brothers show up and something's happened to idle on, they're like, what did you do? Yeah. 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 They immediately look at her and blame her. It's immediately, what did you do to my brother? So, yeah. which I thought is hilarious because I mean, in the real world, that's kind of how it worked. Anyway, it would be like, you know, you'd always take the side of the person you know, so it's like, what did you do to that person? So Yeah. Um let's see here. So um Jim goes to the uh, Taylor's apartment, she has to hide in the closet while the slayers come back uh, to, uh at the room. Uh E shows back up, like I said, we go through the whole thing. Um Jim calls the next morning, meets E at the hospital. Um she's being pressured by her, her parents' kidnappers. Um they figure out Paige, a nurse, has been helping uh, harvest organs. Eidolaine returns home. They have breakfast. Um, she gives him a blowjob. They have <laughs> sex. They try different positions. Still can't get her off. I'm going through this for a specific reason. Um, and then we get the real reason why she's not able to orgasm. And it's because she watched a what's called a soul shredder demon um, rape her mom. And um, the reason why this is so troubling to her is because it appears to her that her mom was actually enjoying it. And I like, no, that's what the soul shredder does. The soul shredder, you know, messes with your mind and does everything they possibly can. And, uh, you know, to, to screw with people or whatever. So, um, and it's at this point, uh, she has the mental breakthrough and, uh, she's good to go. (laughs) So I was wrong. I thought, like I said, I thought I knew this was going to happen. I thought it was going yeah. to be um, at the climax of the book. Um, yes, it happened much earlier. So I was like, I've sitting the reading in and go, well, damn, I was wrong about that. Uh, so um, anyway, so the next morning he transforms into a troll shredder. When she wakes up attacks her, but she basically knocks him out or whatever. She's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Calls shade again. Once again, shade shows up. What the hell did you do? My brother, um, you know, kind of that running joke there. Um, and they end up figuring out, Oh, the reason why he turned into a soul shredder is because that's what her father was. Um, and it's at this point, she runs off to the warehouse. Um, she meets Jim and Jim tells her that I'm your sister which doesn't sit well. Uh, she doesn't really care for that. You know, she's mm-hmm. like, you know, um, she, she's pissed off because Jim grew up. Um, she, she grew up with like a demon family. She, she was like, you know, they were, they were loving for demons, but they were still demons and they, she never could, you know, live up to what they wanted her to be. Yeah. Um, and that she, and we, ta- and they talk about this later in the book and she actually, um, Um, idolizes uh, Taylor for actually having somewhat of a relationship with their mother, who she never really got to know. Um, (laughs) but it's this usual thing of these sisters, you know, uh, coming to blows and are pissed off at each other. Um, so they go back to Eidolon's place. Um, previously they had talked to Paige. They figured out what was going on. Um, they figure out that some of the ages are working with the demons, uh, to butcher the demons at the abandoned zoo, which is where they get the whole thing about, um, uh, the monkey smell. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's at this point that Jim <coughs> that uh, Kynan who she's been crushing on is actually one of the heads of the ages and that doesn't sit well with her. So, um, Jim and Taylor talk. Taylor doesn't really like her, uh, attacks her after Jim says that, uh, she met their father, uh, and then leaves right after that. And then, uh, envies, uh, Tay's relationship with her mother. Um, and that she actually says that the soul shredder came after her and she killed it. She killed their father. Uh, she didn't get a chance to tell Tay this. Tay ran off before then. Um, let's see here. I'll go ahead and go to this next part. Uh, so anyway, Wraith shows up, tries to seduce Tayla, but all she can think about, even with his mind power, she only can imagine Eidolon. Um, (laughs) pardon me. So they have sex again, um he has her taste, his blood, which is part of the bonding ritual, uh which is actually toxic to her um and she ends up getting this tattoo on her arm. It's a temporary tattoo, which I thought' was kind of funny um <laughs> and she basically you know he tells her you know you've got a certain amount of time to decide if you definitely want to mate with me and if you don't, um you know it'll go away or whatever, so um and she asked about his change. He's like, you know, she said she don't, she don't want to bond with him. Um, she doesn't want to be his last resort. Now that's where kind of the big thing comes in. Cause everyone's like, Oh yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's like, this is like the 11th hour. If he doesn't find someone quick, he's going to turn and it's not going to be a good thing. And you know, uh, he he's apparently choosing you. And she takes that as, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to be, you know, Oh mm-hmm. hey, I, have a, I get get with someone. Guess it should be you. So, <clears throat> any thoughts up to this point?
0: Um, I'm trying to remember. I just finished this book. Mm-hmm. Just got on, so now I'm trying to remember it. Um, yeah. So it, it, this book is very busy. A lot's happened all the time. Like, so the whole thing. There's no lulls. There's no, <clears throat> unless you sometimes. The second, she's got some books that it's like four pages. You're like, okay, you wrap it up, move on. I get it. They're doing it. Um, but, um yeah, I like this because you can tell that it's it's all going to come to a head very soon. All the plot lines that she's been working through through the whole book, it's all going to come together and it's all going to make sense. So you can feel sort of in her writing the urgency of the right. situation. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I felt the same way at it's at this point, it starts to <coughs> pardon me. My allergies kill me. Um, you know, it starts to really pick up and it doesn't really let, you know, let off at this point. So, um, next day Taylor wakes up, Jim's there. She basically, she, at this point she tells her, Hey, you know, I, you know, killed our father. Uh, I've been envious of you transforms and shows her her demon side. Um, Tay tells her that, you know, um, she told Eidolon about his brothers, you know, during this, during this fight, she mentions that, yes, she was at the, uh, they had another brother and at the, she was at this club where he was at, where he was killed. And yes, she was there. And yes, it's very possible that I could have been the one that killed your brother. Didn't sit well with Eidolon. That's why he left. Um, and Jim tells, uh, Taylor, you know, listen, Eidolon's not just going to bond with anyone. Um, he, he genuinely has feelings for you. So at this point, she kind of sort of like, well, maybe i Maybe I screwed up, and I shouldn't have said no. Number one, I shouldn't have said those things anyway. But uh, maybe I'm not just a last resort. Maybe he actually has feelings for me. Um, Kindin shows up at this human. They get they kind of come up with this plot to find out what's going on. Kindin shows up at the human hospital. Taylor confronts him, tells her about the attempts on her life, uh, the demon killing. Um, you know the the demon killing ring. Uh, that Jim is her sister, and uh, Kindin basically is like he's floored. Number one, he's like, I don't believe all this stuff's going on underneath my nose. I can't believe you're a freaking demon. You haven't told me this shit. Don't come near me. Don't come near the house. You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, And Eidolon tells Shade that Taylor could have killed their brother, Rogue. Shade explains that, you know, listen, dude, you thought he was, a you know, you, you basically saw the good in him. He was a douchebag. He was going to die. Someone was going to take that fucker out. If it was her, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. You've got feelings for this girl. You know, he was a douchebag anyway. So, um, so he kind of, you know, he, he, you know, softens him up on that. Kind of goes back to the headquarters. Jagger and several, Jagger and several others are missing. Um, he has sex with Lori. Again, they don't really go into it this time. It was one of the few times they didn't go to it. Um, and then she goes out <laughs> hunting. Uh, Taylor calls and says they're going to the zoo that night. So it's at this point we get to kind of the, the main head of the story. Um, they get to the zoo. Taylor sees Lori tied up, uh, has tied up Jim Jagger and Lori kiss kind shows up and sees it and basically throws down with Jagger. Um, Lori runs off and, uh, Tyler, uh, I'm sorry, Taylor ends up uh, getting Jim out. Um, Eidolon finds uh, Jim's parents, Let th- lets them go, faces off with three slayers. He basically has decided, you know, he's not going to be able to uh, do anything. Like, you know, he's basically, his time is up. He hasn't found someone to bond with. Instead of turning into this monster, he's just going to basically sacrifice himself and let these slayers take him out. Uh, Taylor shows up at that point. They end up taking out the, uh, the slayers, but also uh, she realizes that she's, <laughs> You know, she isn't the, his last, you know, she's his real choice. She has, you know, kind of real control over him. Uh, Jim at one point said, you're his weakness, but also his strength. And she realizes this and she decides, okay, well, um, you know, I I want to be with you or whatever. So at this point, they basically find a small vet, veterinary hospital little thing that's inside the zoo and have the bonding ritual, which of course means... Lots of sex um mm-hmm. so they bond um and of course this is where i thought you know going back to our earlier thing about her uh, not being able to orgasm i thought that's the one that was going to happen but whatever um they see Lori at the entrance uh she says eidolon looks like wraith and ask uh if he's an, a guardian elder now a guardian elder is supposed to be one of the high up people for the ages and you know, are supposed to be, you know, there's like 12 or 13 of them. No one knows what they look like. They're supposed to be the, you know, the big head honchos or whatever. Um, Wraith shows up and she immediately recognizes him and like goes to hug him. And he's like freaking out about that. Um, Kynan shows up. Wraith basically sinks his fangs into Lori because he's, yeah, Wraith. The vampire. Yeah. Um. He ends up releasing her. Lori escapes. Wraith leaves. Um. And said he had nothing to do with killing the demons. I don't. doesn't think he did, but it's he's also not one hundred percent sure. Um. So they go back to the hospital. They still can't find Wraith. Uh. Shade checks Taylor. She isn't pregnant. That was a thing that was brought up earlier. If she was possibly uh, pregnant or not. Um, and she decides to do the demon integration so she can actually, you know, incorporate her demon DNA, as it were. Um, Lori shows up at this this safe house with Jagger. He stabs her, um, and she remembers Wraith, uh, coming to her and saying that, you know, he was an elder. Um, she, you know, kind of like snaps out of it, pulls out the, the, the blade, stabs Jagger with it. Um whenever he says he's going to try to kill Kainen, Kainen shows up, kills Jagger holds Lori as she dies. And then like literally drops a bomb and leaves the building. So, um, so we've got, cause there's a lot of shit going on here. So we've got Taylor and Eidolon are together and they're good. We don't know what the hell's going on with Wraith. Wraith is, could be part of this, <coughs> this ring that's going on. Not quite sure. Um, and then Kynan basically, you know, had a traitor. He killed him, lost his wife in the process. Um, You know, not, not a good situation there. Three months later, Taylor's working with Kynan, uh, educating the uh, Aegis on the different types of demons. Um, The hunting of demons have slowed down, and uh, Taylor and Jim start to get close. And that's kind of where the book wraps up. Mm-hmm. Um, Like I said, lots of stuff in this book. Lots of stuff going on in this book. So... <clears throat> Any overall thoughts here at the end?
3: Go ahead. I don't know what's going on with Wraith. That, I, I have <laughs> no clue what's happening. Mm. I feel weird because I know how it all ends. Like I was going to whole... say, you know
1: how it ends. How it
0: so all we're ends. not
3: supposed to. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, not right oh. now. No, no. Okay he has his own story so it
3: comes okay. Okay. out later yeah. like did i miss something or was no. he the one who has the torture background where yes. that's why he won't touch human yeah. women okay yeah okay he was tortured
0: till he was 20. till he was 20. yeah okay. till his brothers found him yeah i like it i liked reading it again i was like oh yeah now i know why like and i gave all i had, I had the whole series uh, in her other series too. And I gave them all to my best friend because she started reading them too. And then, um, when I went, when I found out we were reading this book, I had to go over and be like, I need to borrow this back again. So she has a whole library and I'm going to have to, now I want to read them all over again. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're really, they're fun. You can't take it too seriously, especially with a lot of the relationship stuff, because it does seem, because this book is 10 years old. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, climate's changed and stuff. So you have to sort of take an account that where they are in in their world. It's a very kill or be killed. It's very violent. A lot of these characters are sort of they've had really traumatic backgrounds, and a lot of them don't know how to act socially in certain situations. So they lash out and don't know how to cope and things like that. So that's why a lot they're they're really fucked up characters with fucked up backstories. So it makes them interesting, but it also makes them how we who are in the real world wouldn't act in that situation or, or anything like that. They don't, they're not like that. And they do things that are completely nuts, but that's, what's fun about reading them is that it's total escapism, absolute escapism. None of this is going to make you think about your life in a different way. None of this is going to grow as a person. It's just pure entertainment.
1: (laughs) And that's, and that's perfectly fine. You know, that, you know, everyone needs that, um, um, it's candy for the brain is what it is. Yeah. You know, it's not like you said, you're not, you're not necessarily going to grow as a person or anything. It's just, no. it's fun. It's fun reading. And that's, and that's perfectly fine. You know, the, yeah. the equivalent of that is either bad movies or what we, you know, like I call popcorn movies. You just go in, turn your they're brain guilty off. Pleasures. And enjoy it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're guilty pleasures. And what I like about romance novels, um, is because they're always happily ever after. And so sometimes you just want to read something that just ends Happy, where people are happy at the end. They went through all this crap and it just, they're happy together. And I like reading stuff like that, especially when if if I read something that's just super depressing or, you know, the news has been bugging me or whatever. It's just like, no, I can go to this world and I know it'll end happy. And sometimes that's all I need is just to know that it's going to end happy. And a lot of romance novels do end happily.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, granted, I'm not. I don't read a lot of romance novels, but I don't think the ones that would end sadly would probably be some of the more, uh,
0: no, but you get things like Nicholas Sparks where it's such a love story, but they're every single one is tragic. It's so tragic. My loves Nicholas Sparks, but she cries in every single book because of what he does to the characters in the storyline. So these ones, and I only read, um, Laura Syone and then I and then Sherilyn, uh, Kenyon are the only two romance writers that I really read because of their genre. They do sci fi and paranormal and stuff. So I don't I tried reading another one with just regular human beings and it just wasn't as good.
1: <laughs> Alright, well at the be- near the beginning of the episode I uh teased, as it were, um kind of my thoughts. Um mm-hmm. I didn't really care for this book and here's why. Um, I, I don't think it's this book. I think honestly, the side stuff that was going on, the, uh, the whole thing about, you know, the, um, uh, the killing demons, you know, for the, the body parts and all that stuff. That was, that was interesting. The fact that it was demons and vampires and stuff definitely helped out. Cause I guarantee if this was a, like you said, if this was just humans and just normal stuff, I would have been bored to tears. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I really cared for the book, not because it was this book. I think it's just because of this genre. Um, (laughs) and it's, it's mainly because most of the drama, at least for the first two thirds of the book come from, um, that, that, that very stereotypical, um, miscommunication causes the drama, you know? Yeah he doesn't want to tell her something. She doesn't want to tell him something. She lied. He lied, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, And but I'm the same way, like in, in, in movies, like, you know, if, unless, you know, unless there's something else going on in it or whatever, most drama movies, I'm just like, no, I have got enough drama in my life. I don't need this. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so I didn't care for it in, in, in that respect. Uh, like I said, now having all this other stuff going on, um, definitely helped. Yeah. Um, the sex eh, whatever you know it's in there it's not whatever um but yeah it's just it's just that that type of drama um i, I just don't tend to care for so um Ooh. that being said now let me ask you this and i know you said it's been a while since you've you know reread them uh further as the series goes on do we still have that type of drama or do we get other type like would I, do you think I would be more interested in the other books in the series or is it going to be kind of the same thing over again? I'm just going to be like, eh.
0: it's sort of the same because, um, the books follow the brothers. Uh-huh. Each brother gets a book. Okay. So, and they are romance novels, So it's their relationships, but, uh, the second, it's the same type of book in that there's multiple points of view. There's multiple stories going on. Secondary characters, um, the further the books go along the more their story develops but it is a lot of the same drama
3: okay because the next
0: book is shade
3: okay Good. i yeah. like the brother relationship i like how they're just like what up bro and like i don't know what to think about wraith but i really like shade and how he's like oh look a weasel and like carries the weasel around the apartment when all this drama is going on he's like yeah oh yeah, pet. So, <laughs> yeah. no a- i like brothers i do a lot so that's good that the whole series is on them.
0: Yes. Yeah. The, those five books are all, they're the brothers.
1: Well, if we decide to read, if, if we decide to read the other books in the series, I will, I'll read them. I just, like I said, it's, this isn't my normal cup of tea.
2: I'll just yeah, yeah.
0: that. Well, so. Yeah. Which is why I'm surprised it got picked in the first place. Like I, when I was making <laughs> lists, I'm
1: like, oh no. I looked at it like,
2: I, oh, yeah.
0: you know,
1: that was, it was a voting <laughs> system and it had one yeah. of the highest votes. I'm like, well, is the next book up. So. Uh, yeah, I was
0: I was surprised because it is uh, it does have that drama of will they won't they you lied I hate you no I realize I love you yes. you're know, like <laughs> really that kind of stuff can get to be a bit much with any romance novel like and, and I there was a summer where I read like four in a row uh-huh. I, like, I got to read something else <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it it's all just the same. There's different characters and different uh, scenarios, but it, the formula is the same for romance novels. So yeah, after the fourth one, I was like, I have to read something else.
2: Take a break. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, I need a break.
3: Well, um, well okay. last month, Lainey just Laney just said, this is smut. And like that kept like coming back to me, just like, it is. Smut. just remember that every time yeah. I get and read, it's, it's smut, but yeah, it's, it was fun. Yeah, it's fun smut, but it is. I mean, so all erotica novels are.
1: Yeah, I, like I said, and it, had it not been for the supernatural things in it, I just I would have been bored to tears.
0: Oh yeah, that was my only draw to it is that I like the world she's created. I, I honestly, if she took out the sex part, I'd still read them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it's secondary.
1: Well, yeah, cause it. Yeah, I could I can see that. It's like. Oh, hey, it's in there, but it's not like it's definitely it's not, not the main draw. So
0: no, 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 it's not important. It would still the the story would still happen whether these two people whether she described the sex or not.
1: But it's also not like I mean, yeah, it's a little you know the characters are set, especially you know the 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 brothers being the the type of demon that they are that they are mm-hmm. so um, you know uh, sexually involved. Um, you know that's written in there, so you you have to have that aspe- aspect. But it's not like, you, you know, I, I guess maybe a couple of them. But for the most part, it it also wasn't just like, oh, hey, let's just throw this extra scene in there. It was like, no, it makes sense for what's happening in in, in that yeah. point in the book. So yeah, yeah,
0: and the type of demons that they are, just sort of that. It's a co- it's a lovely coincidence.
1: Yes, <laughs> a, a lovely coincidence. The sure,
0: lovely. Well, They're yeah. all about They're, the sex. and that's part of. Romance novels too. They're all hot. Yep, everybody's hot in that book.
1: Oh yes, everyone's sculpted and 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 toned and, and
0: chiseled, and like all the women are like perfectly toned, and nobody's got any stretch marks or cellulite. I mean, yeah. Yep. They're all erotically charged constantly.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Just flip the switch. Good to go. All right. Um. In dire contrast to that, our next book coming up this next month is uh, Confessions of an Ugly Stepsister by Gregory Maguire. Now, this is the same guy that wrote, uh, um, um, oh, what is the, the, the different take on, uh, The Wizard of Oz?
3: Oh, Wicked.
1: Wicked. This is the same guy that wrote Wicked, isn't it? Mm hmm. Okay. Um, so yeah, that will be our book for, for next month. So, um, that being said, let's talk about what else we've been reading. Has anyone else been reading anything else? or uh, We are two-thirds of the way of the third book about to be the wizard.
0: Oh, okay. True. There's two hours left. said there's two hours left in the audiobook. We're on like chapter <laughs> 20-something. So I think An they caught quest. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I got to be honest, though, this is not my favorite one of the series. I'm not a big fan of this one it's, and I'm having a hard time wanting to get through it.
1: I, I can understand that. I can, I can see that one because this one's definitely kind of a, a sidestep from what the other two were. So yeah,
0: Quinn thinks it's freaking hilarious. So the kids crack him up in the back seat of the car. You know
1: what oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Tyler, Tyler. Ty- yeah. I love Tyler in this book. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Tyler, Are you yeah. kidding me? This is the worst writing ever. <laughs> yeah. 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 How cliche can you be? Um, yeah, no. I'm just lazy. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um Have you been reading anything else, Mandy?
3: Um, I, we just finished Nickel and Dimes uh, for a book club I'm in at the library. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an oldie, but it still holds up. Um, and then we're doing, what is this called? The Last, I've, I know nothing about this, The Last Telegram um that's the next book club book and then um i read the sound of a wild snail eating which is just this like yeah it's exactly what it says in the in the title um it's really just like this meditative uh book about snails like she's bound, yeah she's bed bound with an illness for months and someone puts a snail in her room and she just like observes the snail cause she can't do anything else. And it's just really, it slows you down and resets you a little. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, that's different. Um, yeah. so like I said, I've been, I've had a lot of stuff going on and because I had to, uh, read this one twice or listen to it twice to be able to get the notes and stuff for it. Um, I'm almost done with next month's book already. I'm, I'm almost done with confessions of an ugly stepsister. But I needed something to kind of fill the time between that and um, uh, starting this one, so I actually went back and reread Ready Player One, considering the movie's about to come out. Um, mm-hmm. And there was actually kind of a, a discussion on it in the back channel here today. Uh, they released some movie <laughs> posters for it, um, and uh, I, I, I'm I'm I want to see the movie. I'm I'm excited for the movie. I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to be anything like the book but, uh, and, and, and for what it is, you know, I'm just going to let it be what it is. And I'm sure, I, I'm sure it'll be one of those movies that I'll be like, Hey, did you like that movie? You thought it was pretty good. You got to check out the book. Cause the book's like yeah. a billion times better. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. my biggest thing about it is this will be the third thing that, uh, Steven Spielberg has either directed or produced that is not original content. um, content that I've enjoyed that I did not like his take on it. Um, I am not a fan of the Bayformer movies. I don't like what they've done with the Transformer movies. Um, I loved um, uh, War of the Worlds. In fact, it's probably one of my... It, it's, it's the first book I ever really fell in love with. Like I read it in fourth grade. I loved that book. And I did not like the movie adaptation he did of it. Um, and it had nothing to do with Tom Cruise. I think Tom Cruise is a fine actor. I don't think he was the problem with it. I think it was the adaptation they did of it and I didn't care for it. And now I'm coming up to this third one. I'm just like, I love this book and I love Steven Spielberg and this should be peanut butter and chocolate, but I'm afraid it's not going to be. So yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it may just be, you know, okay peanut butter and chocolate together, but it's not going to be that, you know, giant Reese's that's, cup that I'm hoping for. Yeah. yeah so.
0: Was, no, no, that Logan's like, I'm going to hate it. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> like, I mean, we just chill woman. Like. Just
1: let it, to, let it be what it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I Ray and I are like, we have to just go in with it.
2: <clears throat>
0: completely forgetting what happened in the book. Like just, we haven't read the book. We're just watching this with fresh eyes. Yeah. Otherwise I'm going to hate it. I'm going to immediately hate it. If I do not do that.
1: Yeah. As long as I'll be honest, as long as it's better than uh the adaptations of um, Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln and pride and prejudice and zombies, <laughs> I'll be okay. As long as it's
2: gotta be, it has, so, has, to, yeah. be.
1: Well, <laughs> it has to be better than those. Yeah. but I'm sure it definitely won't be. Uh, it it probably it won't be that adaptation like we got in The Martian because The Martian was like, oh, it was so good. That yeah, was really that was that was a great adaptation. So yeah. Um, what's funny is I didn't used to be that guy that like was you know, oh, I've read the book and the movie's coming out and I'm really worried about it. I didn't used to be that guy because I didn't used to do all that reading and now I've become that guy because these books mm-hmm. that I've read, I'm like, oh, there's a movie. I oh, hope it's good. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I understand that guy now. So, um, that is it for our show, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please give us a five star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google play, wherever you listen to the show. Uh, we do the show once a month on, uh, Wednesday nights, usually on, uh, uh, YouTube, we do it live. You can join us in the chat room. Uh, we've changed up, well, I've changed up my streaming situation here, so it's gotten a lot better, which was the comments in the, uh, in the chat room. So, um as all you can also check out the other shows we have the epically geeky show we're doing an episode this coming sunday talking about the media that we really should have watched by now or seen by now we just haven't so it should be a fun show um and then sometime or another we may end up getting another uh uh, epic rhythm and bruise from from laney but we'll see um where, oh, you can find us on, at epicallygeeky.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at EpiclyGeeky. Where can we find you online, Mandy?
3: Oh, Twitter, at Mandy Joe Shelton.
1: Uh, Chris, where can we find you online?
0: On um, Instagram, at Cedar Birch Cottage. We are going to be documenting our renovations and our minimus lifestyle. So if you want to check that out.
1: That's what we'll be doing. Awesome. And as always, you can find my individual Wacky Adventure online at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night.